Hey, how's it going everybody? This is Chris. This is episode 159 of the Libertarian Republican Podcast. And uh, thank you again for joining me. Thank you for listening. Um, I am, I want to talk about the French riots, the riots in France. And because I think there's a lot of different, there are a lot of different views on, on this because you have the left, the liberals, the left generally are, they are looking at the riots in France the way they looked at the riots in America, the George Floyd riots. It's all about racism. It's all about people rising up against oppression. You know, they're Marxists, right? I mean, and they see everything as Marxism. And and they're trying to, to encourage people to think of themselves as oppressed. I mean, this is a this is a marketing campaign. Right. It's a I mean, that's essentially what Marxism is. Right. It's a it's a gigantic worldwide marketing campaign to try to convince 51 percent of the people that they're oppressed. They're being oppressed by the other 49 percent of the people. And if they can and then if they can convince those 51 percent or more, or even if they can convince a really, really sizable or really violent or vocal, or loud and angry 42% or even, you know, 21%. If they, if they can get a big giant mob of people who will be ruthless and violent and, uh, and loud and active, to, if they can believe, if they can activate enough people you know you don't need a a majority really um if you can get enough people riled up you can take power you can basically change uh you can you can change the government and have the government and shape the government into what you want it to be which is essentially a mechanism for giving you money and more power Right. That's what these people. That's what ultimately that's what Marxists are all about. That's what Marxism. That's what communism. That's what socialism is about. It's about empowering the political ruling class. And it really doesn't have to be that big of a group of people. It's as long as the group of people is is violent enough and and they can subdue the majority, you know, if, even if they're. 15% 15% of the people, if they're loud enough and angry enough and violent enough and protesting, and they can create this sort of, you know, you can use the media, you can create this illusion of consensus, this illusion of majority, this illusion that, well, this is the way everybody thinks, and this is what must be done, this is what has to happen in order for us to have peace. You know, I've talked about this before about the 2020 election. I mean, that's basically what they did um, to America. They they said they basically rioted. A, a small percentage of Americans rioted and said and basically put a knife to the throat of America and said, give us Joe Biden or else we're going to burn this country to the ground. And so a lot of people. A lot of people voted for Joe Biden just because they thought that would calm things down. 
They thought, you know, I know people personally who, who voted, who said we can't vote for, for Donald Trump. We can't elect Donald, re-elect Donald Trump. It'll, they'll just go crazy. We have to end this craziness, this insanity. So we've got to calm things down and get back to normal. And, of course, that was the, that was the goal. They wanted people to be just afraid. They wanted people to believe that Donald Trump was the, 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 the origin, the cause of the insanity, when it was really the Democrats, the, 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 radical, the radical Marxist leftists, the revolutionaries. They were the ones creating all the insanity. That, you know, the, the, the media was, was on television every day telling you how everything is crazy, but nothing was crazy. It was just the media was telling you that everything was crazy <laughs> and that stirred everybody up and into rioting. And, and uh, uh, so I think you've got, so I think that we have to think of the French riots as it's all part of the same thing you've got, but it's, but there's more to it. There's also this, and you've got the same thing in America with, it's all about immigration, right? You have this, and I think that, like I've talked about before, I think the, the immigration in America is all about Marxism. It's all about bringing in people who are poor so that the Democrats can point to those people and say, look at those poor people. They're so oppressed. You should vote for a uh, vote Democrat and we'll make sure we'll fight against your oppression. You know, that's what they want. They want an army of the oppressed, like I always say. And and this is. This is the, the part of what's going on in, in Europe. It's the same thing. They want this army of the oppressed in Europe so they can point to it and say, look at these poor people. They're so oppressed. We need a big government to right the wrongs of their oppression. And so I think that's part of it. But it's also, it's also, and, and there was a good, where, where was it? It was, a, it was in... Um, Zero Hedge, I think, had a good piece on this. Uh, maybe it was Eugippius uh, in his Substack. Uh, he was talking about this kind of thing. It's a, he was talking about about the, and I've talked about this before about about nationalism. You know, the the Europeans view nationalism as as bad because they they look at America. You know, Americans. Generally, and they look at that's why the, the Europeans hate Donald Trump. They hate it. They hate the right in America. They hate the right because the right is patriotic and loves America. And of course, the left hates America. And you know, Democrats hate America. They hate everything about America. They hate everything that America stands for. And they hate the founding fathers. They hate the Constitution. They hate everything about America. And so do the Europeans, because you know, and 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 the Europeans hate the the right in America because they they look at love of country as dangerous. Because when the Ameri when the Europeans think of nationalism, they think of Nazi Germany, they think of of Napoleonic France, you know, invading, you know, France invading England, England invading France, uh, the Germans invading France, the Germans bombing England. Um, you know, they, they think of war, they think of World War One, they think of World War Two, and they think of 
all of this, the, the Napoleonic Wars, the, the invasion of, of Russia, they think of all of these horrible things based uh, as being caused by, by uh, nationalism, by love of country. So they, they love of country is terrible. It's a terrible thing. Nobody should love their country. And what better way to make sure that the people, if you've got a bunch of Germans who love Germany, well, the best way to tamp that down is to import a ton of Middle Eastern people who don't really love Germany. You know, and same thing with France. You import, if you've got people in France who love France, they think of themselves as French and they love France, they love their country, they're patriots. Well, what's the best way to fight that and, and to dilute that? Well, the best way to do that is to bring in millions or hundreds of thousands, well, millions of, of poor third world people from the Middle East and from North Africa uh, who don't really think of themselves as French, who don't really like France, who uh, may, may, may even hate France because of the France's colonial past. So, so this is part of what they're doing. They, they don't, they're trying to purposefully sabotage or undermine the, the, the patriotism, the nationalist feelings of the French people, of the German people, of the Dutch people, uh, of the Swedish people, even though Sweden has no real, n no real colonial past. <laughs> so, uh, but they want, they, they don't like nationalism. They think nationalism is bad and nationalism is, is, is a, is a barrier to their, their, their dreams of, uh, of, of having a tran, a tran, a supranational government like the UN and the EU, right? The EU, the European Union, the, the, this is a, a supranational government that, that they don't want you, you know, French people to be looking out for the interests of France. They want all national agendas to be subservient to the, to the overall agenda of, of the French, of the, of the European, the EU bureaucracy, the people who rule the EU. Uh, so they, you know, we, so we talk about this, this one world government, you know, but it's true that these one world government people, they want to rule the world. They don't want to just rule their own country. They want to rule the whole world. But how do you, how do you rule the whole world? You have to get people to not think of themselves as French or American or Canadian or Australian or, you know, whatever you have to, you have to, you have to get people to not think of themselves as patriots of their own country. You have to think, get them to start thinking, Oh, I'm a citizen of the world. And therefore I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, be, you know, I'm going to, to do what the, what the world, you know, the World Health Organization, the, the World Economic Forum, what the United Nations thinks, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow these, these, na these, these supranational organizations, these, the, uh, the, the intergovernmental panel on climate change and, and, uh, the Copenhagen, um, you know, the, the Paris Climate Accords and all of these, 
these international bodies and international agreements and international organizations and which which of course all of these international organizations are are designed to enrich and empower these bureaucrats at the top they're not and they are designed to essentially subjugate the people the, of of each country um, and and elevate this kind of this this new this next level of of ruling class you know you're not going to have just a british ruling class or an american ruling class or a, or a french ruling class you're going to have an international ruling class that rules everything and that's what they want and that's why they've got to squash um nationalism and patriotism that's why they hate patriotism that's why the left hates patriotism because the left is basically all about world one world government because the left believes in in uh like i always say they're government worshipers they believe that god is the 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 people at the top the un the world health organization the world economic forum these people are god they are now they have replaced religion they've replaced the religion of of humanity all the religions of humanity with this new religion which is uh, the the religion of of government and the ultimate government is an earth one earth government you know really so it, it, it i mean it sounds like a you know conspiracy theory but it's true it's totally true it's totally it, and you you know that's the thing you can ask them and they'll tell you that i mean ask a democrat if if they think we should we should be uh, abiding by the paris climate accords ask a democrat a leftist if they think we should be following the world health organization or the world economic forum or the united nations of course they do they love that stuff right <laughs> so uh so that's what that, then that's part of what this this these riots in in france are are designed to do they're designed to bring in all these non-french people and it's happening all over europe but it's but you know they're bring in all these non-french people who will who will riot at the drop of a hat because they're not french they the these people aren't french they'll burn down french cities because french cities are not their cities these aren't their cities they're not french people they're from from north africa or from the middle east so this isn't their country this isn't their these aren't their cities these aren't their stores and and it's all and it's you it's all the big problem of course is so the the other element of all this is is the economics of course because you know everything is economics and so if you have basically the problem with europe is that it is a it is a overly regulated government i mean the every country in europe has governments that are too big uh, and they regulate everything to death and they have uh, so many people work for the government and I like I've joked before well, I, it's not really a joke it's it's a real genuine question you know if everybody works for the government then who is left to pay the taxes 
And so this is one of the problems with, with Europe. And like Margaret Thatcher said, sooner or later, you run out of other people's money. And Europe is running out of other people's money. Europe has all of these retirees retiring, and they have to support these people. And they don't have any young taxpayers working and paying the taxes to support this huge welfare state. And and they've they've overregulated, so overregulated the economy that they bring in these these immigrants, but these immigrants can't find work. They can't start businesses because the government has overregulated the economy. And it's far too expensive and difficult and time consuming and too much red tape to start a business in France. <laughs> you can't do that. You have all these uh, rules about uh, labor. The French labor laws are, are the most ridiculously complicated in the world. Some of them in the world. You know, it's, I forget what's called the Code de Treves. Code de Treves. The, the, the infamous red book of, uh, of, of labor laws that uh, basically you can't fire anybody. Uh, you have to literally ask the government's permission to fire people. And so people just, so companies just don't, don't hire people, right? You're just not going to hire people. You're going to really make sure that if you, you know, if you need to hire somebody, you're going to make sure you find the right person. And because then they also have these, these two different, um, the, the determined, the indeterminate contracts and the determinate contracts, the, basically the, the contact contracts that have no, the, the employment contracts that have no, uh, definitive end term to them. That's what you want. You, you, so you hire somebody, if you hire someone on a indeterminate contract, that means it's forever. Right. So you you can't fire them because there's no end date to their contract. So uh, and so in order to violate, you you know, if you fire them, you're violating the contract because the contract is forever. So I forget what they're all. It's it's uh, contract uh, indeterminé and contract determiné or something, something like that. Uh, but, yeah, they're they have these these ridiculous rules ridiculous laws. So basically they they've they've backed themselves into this corner where they've got they've got all these people who are working for the government and then they retire or they're or even if they're not working for the government they retire and they've got these huge uh they've got these great benefits and everything everybody gets free everything and but they don't have the money to pay for it. So they bring in all these immigrants from the third world and hope that they're going to pay taxes, you know, get work and pay taxes. But of course, because the economy is so heavily regulated, they don't work. They don't find. And because the welfare state is so robust, so powerful, so generous that these immigrants just come to, they come to France and just get on welfare. And so why would they work if they, if they're getting free stuff? Right. So, so they don't feel, but, but it, you know, it's the same thing in the United States where you, people don't like to be dependent. People like to be independent. People are happy when they are independent and self-sufficient, when they, when they've got, they've got, uh, dignity, you know, they know that they're getting up in the morning, they're going to work, they're going to earn a paycheck and they're going to be a master of their own destiny. 
But that can't happen in a country like France, where people come in, it's impossible to find a job, uh, you, it's impossible to start a business, and you just get on welfare, and then you're just on welfare for your whole life. And, you know, people don't like that. That may, basically means people are, un, are unhappy, and they don't feel like they're really a part of this culture, of this society, this economy. And so you shoot one, you know, one uh, 17-year-old kid uh, at a traffic stop, and of course they they implemented those laws because there were there, there have been terrorist attacks where people use vehicles, and so the police now are are not encouraged, but they're allowed to shoot you if you if you if they suspect that you might use your vehicle as a weapon, they'll they'll shoot you. And so you better you damn well better do what they say when you when they pull you over. Just do what they say. And and of course this kid didn't and they shot him. And and that's all it takes to ignite this kind of firestorm when you have all of these people, millions of people who don't truly believe that they're a part of this culture. And that's the same thing that happened in America with the George Floyd riots. You had all these people who don't really believe that they're a part of this society because they don't feel like they're independent and self-sufficient. And it's because our government works very hard to, particularly black people, to keep black people. And like I always say, the Democrats work super hard to keep black people poor and dependent on government. That's where they want them. The Democrats do not want black people to be independent and self-sufficient and have jobs and good paying jobs where they get up in the morning, they go to work, they've got dignity, they're earning a paycheck, they're the, they're the in control of their own destiny. Democrats don't want black people or anybody to have that because those people don't need government. And Democrats are the party of government. They're the party of the government bureaucrat. They're the party of the Marxist revolution. If people aren't oppressed, well, what do you need Democrats for then? Because the whole point of the Democrat party is we're going to fight oppression. So, so that's what's going on, in my opinion, that's what's going on in France. That's what's going on in the whole world, in the whole Western world. In America, all over Europe, uh, it's 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 elites trying to solve their economic problems uh, with with immigration, and they're also trying to tamp down nationalism with immigration. They're also they're trying to uh, trying to justify the existence of a of a of a big government, and that's another thing. Is a lot of people think that it's it's just basically chaos. They want to sow chaos because it benefits them. It benefits government. Because how do you how do you deal with chaos? Well, you, you're going to have to get more, you have to, you know, shut down the internet and you're going to have to lock, maybe issue curfews and and lockdowns and, you know, trap, you know, pe- track, trap people in their homes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you know, it's, you need more government power in order to control the the chaos. So, yeah, it's uh it's it's all by, all of this all of this is is by design. 
It's all being done on purpose. The destruction of Western civilization is being done on purpose by people in government, leftists in government, who want to stay in power and keep the justification for them to stay in power. They want to they want to uh, justify the existence of a powerful government. So that is my opinion. That's my opinion. You can take it or leave it. Uh, but, you know, it, the same thing's going to happen in America. We're going to have these these kinds of riots again. Trust me, the, the 2024 riots next summer are going to be, uh, they're going to be much worse than the 2020, I truly believe. They're going to be much, much worse than the 2020 riots. Uh, the the 2024 riots, the election year, is going to be probably the most violent year in American history, I don't know, since the Civil War. It's going to be very violent next year, so get ready. Uh, the Democrats want it that way. That's what the, it, it bent. And, you know... As long as they have a, a media who will who will blame it all on Republicans, <laughs> basically <laughs> blame blame all the you know blame it all on the police and the evil Republicans and the the fascists and you know uh, it's but it's all being done on purpose by by the Democrats to just like it's being done in Europe um, because they they believe that chaos and division and the tamping down of patriotism and nationalism um, is all beneficial. It all accrues to their benefit because they are the party of government. Of they are the party of centralized power, of of accumulating more and more and more power into the hands of fewer and fewer people, higher and higher up. So, all right, that's it. That's uh, it's a long one, 20, 26 minutes. All right, well, sorry it was so long. Um, hope you, I hope you like this one. If you do, give me some good ratings and share it and all that kind of stuff. And I will see you on the next one. All right, bye-bye.